Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new dawn of bloody good horror. We're here tonight to discuss Infinity Pool, the uncut version. Can you believe it? It's it happening. It was cut when we saw it. It, it was. Cu- you you stole my joke. I was going to use as a as a, a segue <laughs> later on, but yeah, that's gross. right. The You're word gross. uncut. Does not make sense. Joining me tonight, first up from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome Josh Nars to the show. It's very disorienting around here, Eric. We'll get to that in a second. Next up from Indiana, that's in Indiana, please welcome Casey to the show. <laughs> Hello. And finally, from, let's say, the greater Memphis area, please welcome yeah. Elizabeth back to the show. The Delta. The Dirty South. It goes by many names. I like now to call it Memphis Sippy, which I saw recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Glad to be here. Um, Schnarr's momentous his episode in Bloody Good Horror History tonight. For the for the first time since the genesis of this show. So we're talking um uh October 2007. Oh my god. Oh. Oh god, it's Son already of off bitch. the rails. From October from October 2007, this is the first time that we have officially not recorded on Skype. We did mm-hmm. 2 weeks ago, so we're using this new streaming platform. It's all in browser. Uh we did this on the episode the Scream episode cuz Rachel hooked us up, but I didn't do any of it. So, but now we're officially moved over John, no more Skype. How do you mm-hmm. feel? Feels great. I no longer have to have like an old version of Skype installed on an old computer in order to record this show. Eric, I have been asking to move off Skype for 12 years of those 15 <laughs> years, I think. So he's uh, not exaggerating. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's been great. It's, Listen, John, when it ain't broke, you don't fix it. We we had, we had a good run. With the Microsoft yeah. people. You ever heard of, of like sleeping dogs, John? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mess with it. I just, I'm just excited to say welcome to the yard, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it, they Very should nice. get, they should get like stickers or something. So That's just free I've, marketing advice. I've been on shows, guested on shows where this is the platform that they've used to record. And for probably six months was telling everybody how awesome Steam Yard was mm. just over and over until finally somebody was like, I think I've used that. Is it StreamYard? Because it's streaming. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. It, that's what I said. It's, it's like vaporized water. And, <laughs> and there's a yeah, so here we are. You draw um, on your bathroom mirror. It's yeah. a fun show. Yeah. We, we've updated our stream colors, John. We got the pumpkin spice going. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. exciting. <laughs> so far, spice. so far, I'm just, I heard someone describe when we switched to this logo, they called it pumpkin spice BGH. And I like mm. that. Nice. Um, you know, I approximated here what our streams just normally look like, but you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna get a little weird with it. So. Let your imagination run wild. Eric. This would be the episode to do so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do um, miss the days of Eric surprising us with uh, random pictures in midstream that he would overlay. <laughs> as a viewer, oh, I miss this as well. It's not as easy to do that here, like on the fly. The nice thing about OBS is you literally can click on a picture from your desktop and just drop it on top of the stream. Mm. <laughs> but um, you know, we'll see. Let's see. So, just to confirm, the chat that is on the side of my screen right now—that is not being seen by. Why don't you test it out right now? Live well, I was chatting in it, and I just Casey finally oh, I didn't responded. See it. Thankfully, I was getting no. nervous, but okay. I didn't see. All right, let's let's all be silent and look at oh, the here chat. It is. Okay. 
<laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's take a quick break. You guys, it's thrilling. <laughs> yeah. And discuss Infinity Pool. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Fuck the front time. What I was going to say here was, um, John, it's weird that they call this movie uncut because it was definitely cut. Mm, sorry, Elizabeth <laughs> already but she got to it that sort one. of loses its, you know. Yeah, she got you. It for me. So we um, all watch the uncut version? Yeah. Yeah, fun, yeah. Fa- fun story. story. Mm. Um, I paid $12 to watch this movie because of Neon's stupid website. I ended up accidentally paying for the wrong movie the first time around. Hold on. So, we so start I paid for some movie together. that I think is like a duck. Yeah, it's a documentary, I think. I, and he's like, hmm, this protest. Wait. These people are chanting what, what name of the pharmaceutical family? <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like a black screen with a girl talking. And he's like, okay. <laughs> this happens every once in a while. That was funny. So yeah, so then I had to go back. I had to uh, pay for Infinity Pool uh a second time mm-hmm. and then it was also trying to add this other movie back into my cart i'm like no i don't i don't want that one anyway i'm blaming it uh, on neon i don't think you should check fault. that other movie out maybe it's cool i'm sure i'm sure it's neon cool. I, do they like, do, I like they do a good, good documentary I like neon pro neon around here i thought uh, the site was very easy to use yeah and it worked great the the stream was high quality like it was like the, the it looked pretty good i watched i mean i watched on a smaller screen but still um I don't yeah. know how long you get the rental for, but I went back today to watch a few scenes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I was at work. <laughs> I just wanted to refresh. I think and you then, got uh, 30 was, days for that scene. So No, but it was uh, it was 72 hours once you started. That was what I was yeah. saying. 72 I better hours. I to get off here soon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John Schnars, you know what I bet I would learn from a documentary? Mm-hmm. Some words. Because they're smart. Uh, let's learn some words now, though. Please bring us the word of the day. Oh, I talk over the music now. Okay, that's very confusing. <laughs> um, Not to everyone else that's always just heard it that that's way. That's just how it's always... <laughs> yeah. Today's word, Eric, is manifestation. Ah. M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-A-T-I-O-N, manifestation, several definitions here an event action or object that clearly shows or embodies something especially a theory or an abstract idea uh the, i'm going to jump down to the one i like uh a version or incarnation of something or someone mm-hmm. it can also be an appearance of a ghost or spirit i think all of those have some relevance uh it comes to us from the late latin manifestare which means to make public I like late Latin as far as my yeah Latin no it's flavors. much better than early Latin. mid yeah everyone knows <laughs> early Latin was fucking weak <laughs> bullshit like what are you dumb <laughs> they taught early they Latin. taught Latin at my school when I went there I bet they don't do that anymore probably not that they might I don't know depends upstate it New literally York. was <laughs> just the kid it was the kids who <laughs> it was the kids who were like you're just like too smart to be here in general. So like, I don't know. Why don't you just take Latin? Like stay away from these other kids. It's going to not be good for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, tell me about infinity pool. Infinity pool. 
is the third feature film from Brandon Cronenberg, the progeny of one David Cronenberg, he of at least my Mount Rushmore of our filmmaking. Um, stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, Cleopatra Coleman, couple of other folks. I mean, folks that I like vaguely recognize, but no one else that I could necessarily place. Um, the general setup here, and I was, I was that over text or no, it was over email. I was saying the easiest way to describe this is this is like a white Lotus episode or season, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. super demented, I guess. Um, so the setup is, and I mean, for people who don't watch white Lotus, I, I, I realize it's not like the biggest show in the world. Um, a bunch of it sh- people. It should be. It's amazing. It's, I mean, no, it is very good. Um, a bunch of rich people, mostly rich people, go to a um, high-end resort, and uh, crazy shit starts happening. Um, our the main character here is Skarsgård, um, and then his wife is Cleopatra Coleman. Uh, he's a writer. She is. I can't remember her job independently wealthy i don't know that she yeah i can't that's what i was gonna say it's like her father runs the publishing company i can't remember if it's the same one that published his book or yeah they just like know each other whatever um there was some mention of there was a mention of what she did at some point yeah i I think she has like a legit job of her own but in any event you know they're they're sort of um i mean so they're there he is trying to uh overcome writer's block he has published one book we can get into whether it was well received or not. It was it was sort of like literary fiction, wankery type book. It it sounds like, um, and he's not been able to write anything since. And so he had sort of suggested, let's go to this. It, it turns out, I mean, it's a fictional country called Litolka, uh, and once they're there, they meet Mia Goth and Mia Goth's husband. Um, he is an architect. She is. A, a an actress she she has there's this, this like, very specific job yeah there's this like one like sort Best of scene. mia goth awkward scene where she's <laughs> do it she's basically acting out she she shows up in commercials where she is the dissatisfied consumer who needs what does a she problem call it? to be she solved fails professionally yeah. or yeah, yeah. so good so she's like i can't she's like demonstrating i can't cut this piece of bread with this knife like I need the slap cut or whatever. She's and, the like, D, is this you shaving? And yeah. it's like this river's yeah. of blood. Yeah. But um, but they meet and they're hanging out. And it turns out Mia and husband, his his name in the movie uh is Albin. Albin and she is Gabby. And they're like regulars here. So they come to Latolka every year. Um, and they're sort of like, hey, let us show you around. They take them on a drive out to a beach, which when they leave this um, this hotel resort, it's like chain link fence, barbed wire. It's very, it's the setup is that this is a resort in a very poor country, extreme inequality. The people who work there and sort of the surrounding community, it, it's not a sort of healthy coexistence. And so they take them out, which everyone at the hotel tells them is a bad idea. They have this sort of like, not, nothing, they don't do anything crazy while they're out. Drinking. Oh, oh, well, all right. Sorry. We can come back. There's, there's, you're right. That's where it's like, business is normal. And no, no, no. Well, <laughs> when you're yeah. on vacation, Elizabeth, you okay. never know. 
right. Um, I'm going to come pee on your beach. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, right. they they're, <laughs> they're out and about. They're drinking. When it's time to drive home, Skarsgård volunteers to drive because the other husband, uh, Albin, is, is not in, in any condition and the, the ladies want to go to sleep. He's driving back, runs over a um, local. I'm just going to try to accelerate. This precipitates him being arrested. And then instead, they basically tell him in jail, you have to be like the penalty is death. Like we're going to kill you basically. And they say, instead of that, you can make a donation. We will make a basically body double for you and we'll kill the body double. But what they really mean is like they have this crazy weird technology where they're able to create an entirely duplicate human version of Skarsgård and mm-hmm. he has to then watch that double be killed. That's the funniest part to me. It's like why watch? And like there's a lot of humor here. Why they not? make they make him watch. I mean that's well, like part of the like, stipulation. No, 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 we don't want to watch and he was like no 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 that's not negotiable. But if you you're like to. the thing that confused me is like if you're one of these families, right, that gets to kill the person that wronged you. Aren't you looking over and being like, no, no, I want to no, kill the fucking I real one. I don't Are we want getting into it now? No, no, no. Well, all right. Hold on. Let's just put a pin in it. <laughs> and so, so this is a, um, I like this tees up a, a sort of awakening for Skarsgård. He, uh, they, when they get home from the police station, um, they decide they have to leave or they, be, well, the wife decides she's definitely leaving and Skarsgård can't find his, uh, his passport. And so they get into this huge fight and he's like, look, you go like get to safety. Basically I will stay here and I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find a way to get home. But basically after this very near, not near death isn't even like the right, like after this like grim experience we've had with this, these police, like, um, I, you know, let's, let's get out of here. That then, so she leaves. Now it is just Mia Goth, the husband, and Skarsgård, and then some other hangers on that start to just have just crazy times. What is revealed is that Mia Goth and and the husband Albin have been through the same experience where the body double was created and killed because they had an incident several years back. It's like but a club. For, yeah, and for them, it's this is like a cool thing that you get to do when you're in Latoka. It's like an excursion. As long as you didn't afford it. Yeah. And, well, that, exactly. it, and that it's sort of created, they all argue that it's created this like awakening in them. Yeah. Well, yeah. because it is you, the, the reason you're allowed to do it is, I mean, the, the, this is like not so relevant, but it is important. I think thematically the, the country does not want to destroy their, tourism industry with these insanely uh you know laws. yeah like very you know when if you're gonna kill someone i mean he did he whatever we don't need to get into what scars guards did and how the punish what the punishment should be but like if you're gonna kill every tourist that comes through because the i think they had like stolen something and and the penalty was murder or something like her death um what the couple yeah they yeah. It was the infinity pool. He's an architect and he's oh, putting the collapsed. infinity pool and the other was a right. and it yeah, collapsed yeah. and killed you're two right. people. Yes. So they had to, they were the two people that got. Yeah, you're right. Up they, the, yeah. Again, it was an accidental death, but they, they deemed him responsible, you know, yada, yada, yada. In any event. Um, but yeah, so the rich who come to this Island can pay their way out of the penalty and, 
And so then, yeah, it becomes this sort of like murder death club thing with lots of sex. Uh, they introduce some uh, crazy drugs that that come into the scene here. I mean, it's just there's just craziness, really, from there, from then on out. I would say it's a good way to put it. Uh, Casey, buddy, what do you think? B a n a n a n a s. The shit was bananas. Uh, <laughs> I ended up really enjoying this. I kept, I was excited to see this movie from the first time I heard it mentioned. I've been guarded towards watching the trailers and stuff to not give away too much. And I ended up loving this. It is bizarre. I think this is Brandon Cronenberg's closest David Cronenberg movie he's made to date. And I kind of love it. Uh, It's just out there and it plays with some really heavy sci-fi themes and it plays with a lot of socio-political themes and stuff like that too involving money and status and class and all sorts of stuff there's a lot in this movie that you can unpack and you can like describe this movie a million different ways and they don't hold back on the insanity and then i will go ahead and say i am kind of full-on in love with mia goth right at this point (laughs) after this movie yeah i don't Uh, i don't I don't disagree with that assertion. Yeah. After X, Pauline, you know, this, I mean, looks aside, she's a beautiful girl. That's not the whole thing. Her acting in this and the performance she gives is freaking amazing. And she is unhinged and it makes you uncomfortable. Casey, make no, Casey, make no mistake about it. Mia Goth would ruin your life. Oh yeah, <laughs> and totally. enjoy every second of it. Probably pay her for it and burn your yes. fucking house down on the way out. She and would, I'd still be like, "Yay!" She would, she would left eye you. Let's not. She is. She is insane in the best ways, and it comes across in this really well. And I was super impressed by her performance. So, Elizabeth. Oh my god, I fucking loved this movie. Whoa. Loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh okay so mia goth casey the love letter he's writing to like go ahead and i will co-sign that she is beautiful and so talented and just watch i love how like tight they get on her face in all these movies because they know that's like the gold like her face is so emotive and you're terrified what those emotions might be because it's got to be motivating whatever horrific thing she's about to do to you, your family, et cetera. Like everything about her is just this like Pandora's box of gorgeous awfulness. Um, And I feel like we got to really (laughs) dive into that in this movie. I'm a big Alexander Skarsgård fan as well. Um, I was real hot on True Blood books and show back when that was the thing. He was on True Blood? uh, I didn't know that. Oh, God. He's Eric. Yeah, he's Eric Northman. He's Eric Northman. He's like the vampire sex god. He's He is the Mm. only lead in a show where there's been a blonde and a brunette that I'm like, the blonde. Like, I don't need... (laughs) Vampire Bill can just... Sookie can have him. I'll take this guy. Yeah. But, um... This I would agree really reinvigorated, like, yeah, he, I want to see everything he's been in. Like I was looking up like all the stuff I've missed that he's been in. I feel like in a just delicious way, Mia Goth somehow like rubbed off on him in this. And the, the crazy, amount yeah. of, like, it's like she comes in as this equalizing galvanizing force. That's just like, 
are we going to do weird shit or what? Like, <laughs> and everyone is just like pants off, double down, going for it. And like, by the I like that you made her, I like that you made her sound so. I was going to say, you got to workshop your, your I mean, we'll work on it. We'll work on Mia it. Mia goes to No, what was the word we were laughing <laughs> to about? Be fair, to be she fair, said, she uh, said two other movies with the Southern accent. I, <laughs> I just am obsessed with the way she says everything. I think okay, it was when she said. The whole scene where she's baboons. like. Don't be a baby. Ramsey, <laughs> yeah. don't be a baby. Like, I feel like that's as close as we got to her real voice because she's definitely pitching down an octave. It's in insane. Her real voice is just, I love it. I love it. Um, and I will never forget Rachel Shadow's description of her as a creepy Victorian doll is mm-hmm. so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I do. Lo- Here's what I like about the Cronenberg films because I recently got excited enough for this, held off on watching it on hopes that you guys would invite me on and you did the brandon cronenberg um, films you're you're talking well, both so i mean oh. I've, I've i've delved like i've definitely peppered my horror viewing throughout the years with the um david cronenberg classics i would say mm-hmm. and really enjoyed all of them there was never a concerted effort to like sit down and mainline body horror for whatever reason um i recently have been seeking out more cronenberg material so i saw antiviral Brandon Cronenberg for the first time, uh, what was it like a month ago or something? Super dug that. Um, I've always been down for Possessors, great. Uh, I feel like there's one I'm missing of his. But then I went back and was watching, I watched The Brood and Dead Ringers. And like, I just can't get in it. Like, I literally now am like, I feel like this is like my new subgenre of horror Mm -hmm. because here's why. So I do like really artsy, very elevated, super like head up its own ass horror. I like to get like, I paid a lot for an English degree and this is basically the only time I get to do like comparative <laughs> literature stuff. So I'm all for it, like making it super, super smart. But these movies, Brandon Cronenberg's in particular, I feel like can be, you can go see this and it just be weird as fuck and you leave and you're like, damn, that like that was well, weird. Well, he's got that thing that his dad has where they're really heady, but they're also super genre Accessible. Movies. Yeah. They're very, yeah. That's exactly right. So they are packaged in this like, palatable sort of genre wrapping that I can watch all day and just be super satisfied with because we're getting the visuals, we're getting gore, we're getting twists and suspense. And, um, you know, because it's not like hard sci-fi, which I can get in to the mood for, like, it's not so heavy, like, it's not so dense that you have to like, back up and be like wait 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 time travel goo and this and no it's just like there's just a puddle of mud and when you go in it it clones you so like i don't have to like do a ton of heavy lifting for like what am i supposed to what are the rules of this game and then as deep as you want to dive into the head up its ass like commentary of it all you can just go for miles like if you find people that want to talk about the 85 billion layers of what is being commented on in this film, everything from gender relations to socioeconomic status um, to English majors, I think English majors um, to art and the, you know, what is art, who creates it and why there's just, there's so much to unpack that to me, this is like the best kind of present. These movies gross as fuck like weird everything about it is just like shocking in a way that i guess i'm looking for in cinema and then also after it's done i just like keep thinking about it like and not just in like 
that would like there were images that will stay. No, it's like the actual like fabric of the story stays with me. And it has on all of these rewatches with the Cronenberg family, like just they do a great job at this. Like I'm I, I want more. And I just today was reading about uh, David. Welcome Cronenberg's to the next. club. Here I'm we excited. are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Big fan. Yeah. John. So, I mean. I'm probably the least high on this movie, <laughs> but mm. but I liked it. I mean, I had a wonderful time and everything that everyone said, I, I agree with. Mia Goth is a treasure. Um, it's it's honestly, I can't even, I'm, you know, if we sat down and if I did research and someone who's who's taken these types of roles and and worked with the types of filmmakers that she has just over the last 18 months, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Um, wasn't her first so movie Lars that. von Trier? That's very on brand for her. Yeah. Which one? Nympho, the one of the Nympho, Nymphomaniacs? The diary, yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. So I, for me, uh, well, okay, let's, let me address the, the sort of the big thing up top, which is I'm pretty annoyed with the whole uncut and not uncut ver like, there was absolutely no reason to wait for an uncut version. I own that as a mistake. I was the one that was like pounding the table saying we need to wait for the uncut. It was it was 100% a, f a farce. We did miss out on getting an audience reaction of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you see the uh Oh yeah, you mean theatrical like, cut though? No, I haven't. But like I like here's my thing. There's one scene which when you you when I was doing the synopsis you all were giving me a hard time for glossing over. There's a there is a a very close tight shot of a male penis ejaculating uh, a manual emission. <laughs> There's, a male penis. Other than that, I don't know what in this movie makes it NC17. I assume that was like the only thing that really got that that needed to get cut. I wonder if any of the other violence was like clipped. Dude, that, I mean, it like, wasn't that violent. We've seen a lot of violence. In the I know, Rachel, I though, I bet the scenes where like everybody's like coming away with like they're up to their elbow bloody because they're stabbing into like I bet those didn't were, Rachel say it was briefer. like significant. It was like a couple minutes cut or something. Yeah. Just, Somebody that was on the show or something had read somewhere that it was like minutes that were cut. Yeah, no, but I thought it was but that uh, would surprise me. Instead of like one particular scene that there's more to, it's kind of spread out of little bits here and there throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I my guess is it was like 10 seconds that got cut from this thing. Yeah, yeah. I, we had, I don't know. I feel like I heard mixed things. In any event, I, I'll I just be honest. $12 like, to see this uncut version, John. Well, and <laughs> it, it, it kind of annoyed me. <laughs> like I was sort of at the end, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did, what was the uncut piece of this? Um, and like, some of that was the fact that I think it had gotten built up as the craziest thing. Like anyone I knew who had seen this movie was like, oh my God, it's the craziest. As Elizabeth was saying, like, this is crazy. like, it, I mean, it's crazy. But if you've watched all of the Cronenberg films, which I have, The Father and Now the Son. Which I have. Yeah, no, no. But like, <laughs> it's, it's of a piece. Like, it's not, the father and the son. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. and. I don't know. Holy... So like, I don't like there was a little bit of it had built, been built up, I think, in a not helpful way. I hadn't seen I never saw the trailer. All I knew about this movie was that it was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know what, John? I'm not sure I'm the world's biggest David Cronenberg fan. 
like most of the Cronenberg I've seen actually was stuff you made me watch for the show. Mm-hmm. I don't say that like you're in a welcome. Bad way. The only one of his movies I think <laughs> I've ever watched and come away like blown away by was Existence. I knew you were going to say. I know that was a long favorite. time ago. I don't know that I would feel the same way about it this, these days, John. But I did love it at the time. I loved Possessor as mm-hmm. far. I did not. I was not crazy about the first thing with the celebrity cheeseburger cakes, whatever the hell <laughs> anti-viral the movie that was. Uh, Possessor, I think, is like an incredible movie. Like, and 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 in fact, I remember thinking, "Wow, he's really taking the weirdness of his father and making it just enough, like more accessible." to have something really interesting here, you know, with sort of diff- a different set of influences, but that includes his father. Right. But like a more modern yeah. set of influences. Um, I would not say that I loved this movie, but I think that there are parts, there are like aspects of this movie that I think are super worth witnessing. And, and it's like, like, I think it's worth watching this movie for Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Um, I mean, Meagoth really steals the show, but I, but I actually liked, I think Elizabeth was saying like he, she just gives up. I feel like she gets on set and everybody's like, oh shit, this is like a serious actress. Like I got to up my crazy game here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think over email, Elizabeth described his performance as feral, which is a really good way to put it. Well, by um, the end, for sure. I mean, yeah, literally, she yeah. is just unhinged, unhinged batshit crazy, but also there's this aspect to it where like, then she'll just switch on a dime and be really sweet and start like sucking him back in again. It's fun to watch his character give almost zero resistance to anything that's happening. Like he just goes along with it. And there's like, there's yeah. something almost humorous <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, like she'll just do the worst thing imaginable to him and then start being sweet to him. And he's like, okay. And like follows her or whatever, which I kind of get. Um, like, I don't know that I love the whole of it. It's a little, it's a little too up its own butt for me. Like it's a little David Cronenberg-y for me in a way. Um, like, and it's pretty clear, obviously that like the movie has a lot to say, but this is like what my internal monologue was like during the movie. I'd be like, boy, this movie, it seems like this movie has a lot to say. And then it would just be like crickets in my brain. Like I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. And that, that John, that could be a me problem. Well, I'm admit that right. I I but, do think it was not as pointed. It's a little obtuse. I feel like in exactly which, what it's. I don't know. I like. I actually not that think, it needs to be yeah, anything. It doesn't but. need to hold. I'm not looking for something to hold my hand. Um, to me, it sort of it 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 kind of dances around a couple different things. I mean, as Elizabeth was saying, it hits on a lot of stuff, but it's not ever clear like exactly what the. It's not well, you know digging what I, the knife in to the commentary that I, in a way that it it might have. Well, so I wasn't blown away by it, but what I will say is that there is a delicious chaos to the movie where you have zero idea what's happening next, and it really it really shines in moments like when they hardcore home invade this one official's house with the masks on, and it's like, yeah. man, at that point in the movie, you're not totally sure what's going on yet. These people are all like chaotic evil and like you're just waiting for all that to unfold. Then gunshots ring out like that's those are the kind of scenes where the movie really shines. Um, You know, all this stuff with like the doppelganger and like. I think my simpleton brain would have liked a little finer point on that or something. (laughs) Um, The the point is there is something interesting because because what I there's something interesting to the idea of like 
watching yourself die being a kind of freeing experience. But that's that's largely subtext. Like they don't actually go that deeply into that. It's more about finding your inner beast. Or, well, I like think it's almost d- ends up being more about manhood or something. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really. Hey. I they do well, put a related. little bit of a point on that when um, he's finally meeting the other Death Club members, and one of them is obsessed with this idea of like, is it you or is it the club? Like, are you yeah, not worried yeah. they got the wrong one? Which obviously, as horror movie lovers, like from Go, I you were all like probably thinking Mm -hmm. this um and then you know someone else in the room is like it doesn't matter we can never know what's the point and then alexander skarsgård james is like god i hope so like he makes this sort of like dry remark about like it just gives you a lot i think to unpack about his character like it's not blaring but i don't think he's very proud of the and i do like how okay so i don't know if we're in like analysis yet yeah go to town it seems to me like the Mia Goth character, like she's so potent and so such an agent of chaos that's so like grounded in her craziness. She very much knows who she is. And I think we are presented with James at the beginning and throughout the film as someone who very much does not. And yeah. almost is coming here to find himself, to get inspired, whatever. And so it's almost like we run into this thing down the line where it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. Like it's getting more transparent or translucent. Like since there wasn't a ton of man to begin with, it, it's sort of like they just keep making these like clones of him to sort of play with him. Like just a practical mm-hmm. joke, like almost like prank him. And we see him sort of retreat and from humanity almost to a point where I think another line that was really important was the M, his wife, that was like, uh, how could you watch that without reacting at all when they were watching the clone be yeah, murdered right. initially? Because she's like, ah, and like crying and the clone is crying out, like, help me, help me. And it sounds like him. It's like they give him all your memories so that the punishment actually fits the crime so that you, the clone knows why they're there and that it's like satisfying for the person killing them and the families to watch. But they can't cannibalize their own tourism trade. Like, this is why they are able mm-hmm. to live here. And um, anyone who's ever been to an all-inclusive resort, like, that hit me so hard because, like, the ride from the airport to your swanky wherever you're staying is pretty horrifying and just made me want to like go back home and be like i am an ugly american i will just leave thank you um but all of that i thought was really interesting and it's almost like they are creating more and more versions of him to show him how inconsequential it all is anyway like and they're not even worried about like the whole doppelganger thing where like you've got to kill one because you know you can't have like copies of yourself running around spoiler zone at all um was that him at the end or was it the doppelganger on the beach like do we even know i feel like there's purposeful ambiguity on like shaking this yahtzee cup up and then just like letting all the facsimiles go now why why would the because he had a cut on his face why would the people of the island get any satisfaction from killing a clone when they can see the you've never hated someone so much you've been like it would feel nice to just slap uh, them in the face like i don't want to deal with the real world dis- consequences disagree but okay Wait, <laughs> i what? can make you a list yeah. right now no I'm I'm just just said, you just said haven't you ever felt that oh of course i have yeah. so it's cathartic for them to be able to symbolically kill I this guess, yeah. fact this total copy it, it's not just a body they're not just putting like a, a it would have made more sense to me if they were watching whatever. 
It would have made more sense to me if they were watching from like behind a window and the people actually thought they there, were killing them. No. There's crazy aspects. Of- there's crazy oh. aspects of the whole cologne thing too, because Skarsgård, he hits the kid with his car when they're driving back from the beach and that's what he's on trial for. And then they make his clone and he's up there getting ready to accept the punishment. The kid they killed, they doubled as well, right? I don't think so. No, that was his son. Was his so son. they had this whole point where they were like, That was his son. Okay. I thought it was son. I thought it was I took it as a another double of the dead person. No, no, no. no. So the the fa- a family member gets to kill you if you've done okay. something that's a crime against like their family. That makes more sense. And he's like, I love the part where he's like, or the state will step in if there is no son. Yes, yeah, but luckily, no son. the farmer you killed, he has two sons. One is six, and, and one like, is twelve. So we're good. 12, yeah. Like, yeah. And then it's this crazy. Year old comes in, and before yeah. the movie goes, takes that turn where it gets real bonkers. The scene where they knock on his door and they pull him in for questioning. So terrifying. Is horrifying. I mean, like the way that he's sort of being led in the questioning and he's, he's so in shock. He's just going along with it. I mean, what can you do? And they separate him from his wife. That scene is horrifying. It sort of, when the movie kind of revealed what it was really doing, it kind of bugged me because I was like, man, there was so much tension there. But then the movie sort of in, I guess, I mean, I understand it's the point. Movies intentionally taking away the tension to show you, like, oh, these people are, have no consequences. Well, there's no yeah. tension because there's no consequence, right? Yeah. They they threw you off guard right away, though. When that detective first shows up, he's asking Alexander Skarsgård to lie about what happened so that his right, that's whole friend scene is doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you didn't rent the car; you stole it, right? Right. And then, like, immediately, is like. We've uh, they've all corroborated with this story. We all know exactly what you did. So you're fucked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that much like my fear of being a loose end in a mob situation or a breaking <laughs> bad type scenario, I very much fear the broke down palace of it all going somewhere and like accidentally yeah. stealing a pen from like a North Korean desk and then just being <sighs> It's just over. Like, mm. that's I mean, the idea of foreign jail anywhere it's is terrifying. like one of the most you, exactly. Things Guys, I can you of. can you can control that by where you go to, for vacation. I, it's this just is, yes. throwing that out can there. Can you? Well, anywhere. Been. I mean, hell, you get thrown Mississippi. In, yeah. It could get tough. Uh, so. <laughs> you get thrown in Canadian jail. How do you get out of there? Oh, they're speaking. Uh, I'm sorry, and they say <laughs> yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a passport, so I'm safe. There you go. Casey's <laughs> fine. I um, it's funny. Because Elizabeth, when you were talking, I mean, like, there is a lot of depth to the movie, and and cr- even as crazy shit is happening, they, there there are I don't want to say like I don't want to overstate it, but like people are saying things that are pointing to more profound or deeper meaning to to what this like truly insane shit that's going on is happening. At the same time, the point that Eric was making, it, you know, a, a minute ago is really was i think where i come down on like where i have the biggest problem it's like the movie does get chaotic to a point where at it, you almost really don't know what's coming at any point and that oh, yeah, makes yeah. it fun like but there also is a little bit of like i'm not sure like it didn't it never followed it there's not there's not like the cleanest arc and and you know uh uh, character evolution for any of these people. I mean, Skarsgård goes through a lot, but it's it, it's a, it's in a very chaotic and sort of like unstructured way. Which again, like that's both like part of the fun, but also I don't, like to me, 
held it back at certain times. The, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it was, it, I could have done with a little bit more structure to it, you know, like there, someone said like, there's no consequences. So the tension does kind of fall away at a certain point that I guess to the extent there's tension, it's like, is Mia Goth going to do something really crazy here? You know, like, which, yeah, I mean, she does. Yeah. She does a lot of yeah. stuff. But at oh, some point, you're just like, I don't know. Like, I guess everyone's going to die in this movie eventually. But, but you have so much fun getting, like, there's just these, like, amazing set pieces. Okay. Yeah. And we have I agree. I'm agreeing with both of these Drinking from things. a bottle of wine on the front of, like, whatever car they're driving back to the hotel that they're making Alexander Skarsgård, like, walk in front of. Oh, and she's just, like, so reading brutal. his, like, Amazon reviews that are Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so brutal. You thought I read your book. Nobody yeah. read your book. Like, it's just yeah. fucking brutal. Like, see, that to me was, like, the true start of the third act for this movie. And because there was chaos coming up to that point. And that's when we saw the true chaos when they reacted when somebody was leaving from their fold and they could counteract that with no consequences whatsoever. When yeah. she first showed up honking the horn next to the bus, it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then they back away and then they come up honking again. And you're like, you could just feel it in this movie to me anyways. It's like, oh shit, something's about to go off. And it does. And it's genius, like the the whole standoff with her screeching at him from outside the bus. Well, and there's a little element of like, if you are lucky enough to have the privileged existence that all these rich people mm-hmm. on this island do, and then there's an outsider that comes in that like isn't from that world, they better be careful because these people... The rich, what like they know what they're worth, what they have, what they can get away with, and if you don't, because you're not from that world, then you're probably going to be prey. Like you are probably going to fall into like the game and not the players. Like they're not going to be like, well, let's groom you to where you yeah. also are savvy and understand the jokes. And they enjoy the otherness of it in a way that I think Mia Goth truly was horny for. I don't think that all was fake, but I don't. It wasn't like. Are you saying she wasn't acting him. or? who's to say but uh i do think Um, yeah that there was part of it was like cat and mouse playing with them but i do think there was something to her attraction to him that was not just yeah exactly this is the the, the, like really important thing because we haven't talked about this is like somewhat of the big spoiler i would say to the extent there's big spoilers for this movie he makes the decision to stay and play this game with them. So whether or not he's a player or, you know, he is the game, like. I think regardless, he was enjoying it. But he also made made the decision to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Or did he? Well, yeah. No, he made the decision to stay ultimately at the end. Well, we found out that he's been hiding his passport, right? Well, that's that's my reason he was staying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that scene where he's like, I'm going to go find my passport, he goes to the front desk and is like, put it on her card, extend me for a week. Like yeah. he's, he's down for the ride and like mm-hmm. definitely, I don't yeah. think he wants to leave the Mia Goth situation. Like, I think he really wants to see how that all plays out. I didn't understand well, where his passport him. came from when he, he finds put it under it the there. sink. Yeah. yeah. He, he put it under the he sink. Hit it he under hit it. the toilet. So that if she helped to look for it, it wouldn't turn up somewhere. <laughs> he, he was only, he, he wanted, cause he wanted, he to wanted stay. to stay. Under, yeah. Under the, from the moment he met me. Oh, so when he's guy, like, so when he's like, you could leave without me. He wanted. He's like, just go. Yeah. 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 I so, didn't catch that. Got but it. this is where was it Mia Goth that he was staying for? Was it this experience of the like doubling that he was staying? Like, 
Maybe a little. It's little little column it's, A. It's, little it's, column yeah, B. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's that's, that was, I guess, the point was yeah. He's flirting with that new world yeah. of existence, that new level of class that he is just outside of, and he's gotten a glimpse of it. And that's what when they turn on him because he tries to run away. They're like, well, you've seen what we do. We can't let you just like run I away. Had, and I, I think would... that's all accentuated by when they leave the island at the end. That whole scene with uh, me and Goth and her husband when they're at the airport so when they're great. leaving, and she's just indulged like gray flannel they're in the airport and where they're all like, yeah. "Did you leave the key for so and so under the hide a wrap? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't find yeah. it." And just like, "Oh my god, that is such a mind." <laughs> And that scene was in dirty pony and no makeup, and she's like, that, "Whatever, I gotta go." That scene was incredibly white, Lotus. yes, like especially yeah. in the second yeah. season, like because it's the way that she's flippantly not acknowledging anything that, like, it just works no, just no, casual yeah. acquaintances. The idea is you go on vacation and you you're living this you fantasy want. life. So and this is where I, I mentioned this over email. Like, there's it's so bizarre to me that there's been so many movies and you know these white the white lotus sort of stuff going on in like a very look like income inequality is an enormous part of our society and culture right now and like maybe it's just a function of like it takes a little while for all that stuff to like work itself through the film pipeline but this movie the menu um and then uh, did anybody see triangle of sadness have you guys seen this movie i want to i haven't yet but it seems very much in the vein you gotta watch it. Look, I lo- I'm down for a good eat the rich. Let them de- like let's watch them fight and be tortured and be disgusted. I, like I do. It's like, not a hundred percent that. It's <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's almost like we could probably cover it on BGH. Like it's kind of dark enough. It's a super dark comedy, um, but it's it's very on the note. Like these two movies are speaking to each other in certain ways. Mm-hmm. This movie is way more horror sci fi. Like you know gruesome that movie's a little more like um it's it's uh mental like it's like a mind fuck uh mm-hmm. people fucking with each other you know okay. situation i was kind of I, I do wish that the movie like um was it made it a little clearer like what the transformation was he was undergoing like does it just make you really horny and violent or like what is it i i was trying to follow the thread of like what is the change that we're all talking about that so you go I think through? Because either, it felt very vague. I think either one of two things are happening and it's up to interpretation. I think either they make the clone and they don't care which one of them they're killing. And sometimes it gets switched because they look exactly like they're the same. And we get fate like the clone scars guard back because when he's watching himself be executed, there is a tiny like almost like a flick. He doesn't smile. It's not like there's a moment of him being like, this is great. But like, it is very much conveyed through his lack of emotion, I guess, that we should be wary of like what his motivation is now. And like, that also I think could be read as he felt so insignificant and unacknowledged previous to this trip and then finds this fan club as his wife calls them and just enjoys it so much that he now well, is like i want to be kind of like with them regardless yeah he's he's not thriving he's not a like success well and it, she's and- obviously there's it's obviously tension in the marriage because she makes several marks remarks about um that he married money and like they ask how he's been making money the past few years and she, he's like 
well, you know, and she's like, he hasn't. I've been yeah. paying for everything, whatever. Yeah. So there's his that father in law. That, that's huge that his father in law mm-hmm. is like a publishing uh, magnate. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's so the the transformation was sort of like, it, I, I read it as like a reawakening and reconnection to his himself, like his his corporeal form. And I, I know think you love country, the word corporeal, Eric. So um, this type of punishment, I think, is sort of meant to they need the people. They need them to come back. They need them to stay alive, to spend money on this island and like refer their friends. But they also want them to leave changed in a way that this sort of effectively can kind of transform. Like in some way, it's like. And it is a little ambiguous. Like it's not like. XYZ, this thing is going to hurt you and then you're going to have the memory of it forever. But it's it's almost like more psychological than that. And they get to obviously take something away from this person or change them in some way, as we're seeing from, you know, mm-hmm. Alexander Scarlet's character. But like there's a big undercurrent though, too, of this country that they're in is making money off of them because they're paying for this every time they're doubled. And it's really highlighted by that scene where they all go nuts and they kidnap uh, after they find out that Alexander Skarsgård's replacement passport is being held up by the the, the te- mm. detective, right? And they go, they decide to go on a mission and kidnap the uh, detective and that all unfolds. But we find out that oh, the way crazy. they set up okay. the scene, because they're all sitting, we come into this scene where they're all sitting in their uh, robes, like they're getting ready to go into the uh, doubling process. And the detective shows up and he's like, I'm going to make a point. And they go through all this stuff where they take them in and they chain them to these boxes and they're Well, he's executed. basically like, y'all have done this too many times. I am yeah. going to make an example of you now. You're really dying. Come on. Right. And they're like they executing don't. him. But then we cut to the scene where they're all sitting in the bleachers watching. And they're like, yeah. Like it's a football game. Yeah. But that again, like, my door. I was but were the mega... people clapping? Were they the clones or not? Yeah. Right. Who knows? And I love it. I love yeah, it. You guys I are retroactively it. making me like this movie less. Yeah. No, I mean, this oh. is, it's <laughs> no, a sweet no. movie. For, you it's know, a good nice movie. He said less. Like, because now we're just discussing all the things that bothered me about the plot. I'm not Mm. watching Mia Goth be insane right now. So now it's like fading Mm. for me. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Her insane. That scene was very confusing to me, and I did not understand it or the point of it. When I talk about uh, like falling in love with uh, Mia Goth and her unhingedness, it comes exactly to the point that Elizabeth had pointed out when she was on the hood of that car and we're watching Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård walking down the road, like half out of it. And she's sitting on the car reading his uh, reviews. To and then she drops her. Oh no, my wine. <laughs> my wine. What do I do? <laughs> I wondered if that was an like a happy accident that they just ran with because it, didn't look like she dropped it on purpose. I hope point. so. That's yeah. even more fabulous. Yeah. I think that would yeah, be awesome. Done. She just goes off on this movie and it's insane. And it makes X and uh, I can't, I Pearl. keep forgetting Pearl. that. Yeah. Pearl. Um, that makes her look uh, tame. Right. You want to know what else is in those two movies? When we get a five minute close up of her, like, smile at the end of Pearl 
then I knew I was like, there is, she is special. There's something here. I love yeah. this, this human that she <laughs> that might be my favorite actress. Yeah, that or was actor, very period. Like it was, I just, I love that she's like there for it. Like I, you can just tell there's, I don't think there's anything that anybody would be able to bring to the table and be like, we're really going to need this from you. And as if she couldn't be more insane. She's also married to Shia LaBeouf, John. I mean, exactly. Proof oh. All the proof you need. But yeah, yeah she's think, fabulous. Uh, she's just, Maxine, talented. Maxine's coming out this year. Cannot Is that wait. it this year? Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Oh, how about I was cutting hair the other day and uh, my male client was like, oh, huh, blah, blah, blah. You like horror because tattoos and stuff. I, yes, I like horror movies. Great. This girl I dated all through college um, was in this art, like student film. And she's real mad now because like a, a basically like a feature length of it has come out where it's like all like real famous people. And she's like, well, why didn't he call me? Um, so I, I was like, wait, what? Who are we talking about? And before he even said it, I was like, are you talking? Did you date the girl that was in The Roost with Ty West? Because <laughs> I've heard people compare that to um, that character from X, whatever. So it was it was he was like, yeah, that's so crazy. And he's like met him and stuff. I was like, I'm I'm jealous. That's pretty cool. Nice. Get me a job, please. Thank you. <laughs> More impressive that you like figured out who he's talking about before he said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it, there were context clues, but it, it could only be a couple of things. Yeah. That's fine. I gotta go right. back through the Skarsgard filmography. I really fan. Big fan. Man, he was the Northman. I forgot he was the he, Northman. He is. I still haven't seen that. I want to see that. I mean uh, I think he is being overshadowed some here by me goth, but he also exudes yeah. psycho energy. Like it's just a little more understated, but it's impossible no, for me to buy him. You can tell that man him. has been waiting to bark on it, screen. Like yeah. he wanted to It's impossible that. for me to buy him as anything else than a person who in real life has someone tied up <laughs> in his basement. Like he yeah, there's something bark. about that dude. So that's a little off. He played Randall Flagg in the the stand, the recent one they did. Really? Yeah. There was a recent stand. I didn't know there was. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a TV thing yeah. they did on CBS. No I don't think anyone saw it. Casey, did you see it? No. Yeah. I, I think it was little scene. Um, he's on, uh, well, he's in succession. He's great in that and has like some kind of crazy energy in that. And then, um, what was the other thing he was in? Uh, the the one with where he's married. He's like the abusive husband. Of, oh, uh, 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 Big Little uh, Lies. Big Little yeah. Lies. Yeah, I almost yeah. said Pretty Little Liars. I always call it Pretty Little Liars too. So, I had uh, two big Skarsgård movies this week. It was this one and John Wick Four. I was seeing that too. Where his no, brother? No, that's a different scar. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's yeah, it's his Skarsgård. brother, but I'm just saying it's two Skarsgård movies. This it's week. the older brother that's in those, right? The old, the older kind of like, or no, it's the younger no. one in John. Yeah, it's right? the younger one, yeah, Pennywise. It's, it's Pennywise it, one, yeah. it guy and Barbarian yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, I will say officially, my favorite Nepo baby, Brandon Cronenberg. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, this his sister has a movie coming this year. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe oh really? Caitlin, I believe. Yeah. I Caitlin think this Kerner, was yeah. Brandon's most David Cronenberg movie to date. Yeah, to I agree. For me. I agree with that. I loved it. That, and yeah. I mentioned this in email, but in the first time Alexander Skarsgård, they put him in that little room and they start the doubling process and we get that crazy Jeez. fever dream. I'm pretty sure David Cronenberg is like a 
mannequin that they use in that that dissolves away. Uh, I'm almost positive. Maybe. Kind of- those scenes yeah, like, were like borderline almost too long. The like flashing well, is extremely similar the, like, to psycho. the it's extremely similar to the possessor yeah. effects. Like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. they just they kind of re-racked some of those things they tricks they use in that movie. It's, I it's wonder, cool looking. It's in the like non-uncut version, was it just like a tighter sequence there? And you're Maybe. like, oh yeah, that's better. Um yeah. no, I totally agree. I because the orgy sequence in particular goes on for like a long it's, time. It's it's too much. And like I don't love it's the same way, like, it's not great when, like, a dream sequence is, like, a plot device. It's not great when, like, a hallucinogenic sequence is, like, a major mm-hmm. plot point. Like, like it's, yeah, so. So does All anybody right. know whose penis were we watching? Was that? Yeah, it, had to be. Like, that was it like didn't look real. That's it not didn't look real penis. to me. I think it, it was real. No, oh, it okay. didn't look real to me. Okay. I mean. There was, like, a they, color texture I still thing. have, like, what, 60 hours left on my rental? I'll. You can, yeah, yeah. Come back to us and tell us. I, I mean, you can get a real looking penis. You want a real looking penis? I, you know, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're gonna, if time, you're gonna do woo! it, like if there's, you're gonna do it, make it real, right? Like, there's a lot of practical effects in this movie. The the stabbing when that kid, the mm. fact that they had that kid stab, mm-hmm. like I was like, Jesus Christ! You're this kid's parents. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're making a movie where he's gonna stab this person like 30 <laughs> times. No problem. That was pretty cool um, stabbing. Yeah, and that kid comes back later with his tiny little strangling hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where does this fall on the ranking of breastfeeding scenes and horror? <sighs> oh my god, that was a hundred percent. The breastfeeding scenes were a hundred percent influenced by his dad, right? I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, this was slightly less horrifying than the one in the witch. Um, are you kidding? I would take the two of them sucking titties all day over <laughs> that lady and the bird. Are you talking? Oh my god! Yes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying this is better. I'm saying this is better. She like she like rubs the blood on the nipple. Oh my god! Yeah, so demented. Oh. All I could think was, I wonder how many times they filmed that. I mean, what what do we think that was driving home? Like, I, to me, it felt like like she is going to crush him entirely and then also just to show him how no, well she's she's like offering she's also him going sucker to her at that point yeah right. i mean yeah he's been she's she's gotten what she wanted like it was it's all a game right like that's what yeah. we yeah that's what we see when she's going home like she's going home from vacation and now it's like life is back to normal but th- there's like being a uh being submissive message to that too mm-hmm. right well, yeah, I mean, sub, I mean, submissive like a mother and child, like a child is like the mom, but it's the I mom also protects the child. Yeah, so. I'm just yeah. filling out my uh, top 10 list while you guys are chatting. All right. Would uh, you recommend this movie, John? Yes. Casey? Yes. Elizabeth? Yes. Yes. I would also say yes. The The performances are pretty worth it kind of regardless of how you feel about the rest of it it's some batshit crazy stuff and we are just living in me goth's world so check it out mm-hmm. she can put me in her snow globe i love it <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a quick break and do some fan mail she is seductive she is passionate she is christine a 1958 Plymouth Fury with a taste for blood. Nothing you can do can stop her. Because how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive? 
Christine. Body by Plymouth, soul by Satan. Rated R. Watch out for her soon at a theater near you. Hi, I'm Ed Sanchez, co-writer and co-director of The Blair Witch Project, among other things. And you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. John was talking to some journalism students recently and asked who in the room used Facebook Mm. and one person raised their hand and he said oh see there's one person and they said I think my mom uses it (laughs) let's be real their mom definitely uses it I was thinking about that because I was just gonna I was just gonna give our email address and I'm like what is it Matt like Caitlin knows the email address (laughs) (laughs) It's info at bloodygoodhorror.com, John. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to email us? I still use email. John, email um, a slightly more sophisticated, we have a BGH survey currently out. You want to talk mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, we do. We We've- are we're keeping the survey open probably one more week. Um, we're just trying to get some feedback. You know, we're, we, we rounded the first 700 episodes and we were like, you know, let's see what people are liking. Um but yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're it's out there. It's on the website. That's the easiest place to find it, bloodygoodhorror.com. Uh, we'll tweet and Instagram it a couple more times. Obviously, if you hear this, you know, you go go check it out. Um, but thank you to everyone who's already filled it out. Um, it's not, you know, we would love to get as many people to respond as possible. So even if this is your first show, you know, your your voice can still be heard. Um, so, you know, please do take a few minutes. It's, it's quick. I mean, it's like seven questions. So, um, and people, we, there is a, there's a free answer question in there. There's a couple of them, but one of them is, uh, what, what movie would you like us to pick? And I can't wait to go through it. Uh, there was some, there were some humorous responses as I was glancing. Surprising that we're looking for doing. We're not doing Skin and Marink again. No. No. Or Werewolf, the TV show that someone, <laughs> at least I one like person. Steve requested. Harvey graphic here. There was, there was, there uh, was, I don't want, we're not going to, we're not going to respond, uh, you know, to all of the things, but there was, there was one that someone requested. And I was like, we 100% covered this. Like, uh, you know, so. Surprising, John, that we're looking for feedback considering we've done everything perfectly for 15 years. That's true. Yeah. I don't Except see we waiting this long to switch from Skype. Uh, I think we did that exactly when we should, John. <laughs> you know, gotta let let the fates guide you. Uh, yeah, I realized, John, I had to catch up on my top ten list mm-hmm. for the year. So right now, I got number one is Megan. Number okay. two is Scream Six. Number six, we're gonna jump down to then number six to knock at the cabin. Okay. Number nine, Infinity Pool. 
Number 10, sick. I don't remember what sick is. What is sick? Oh, that was the oh, one where the movie with the lady from Hung. Yeah, yeah, the parents kill are like the killers. It's like a slasher. It was Kevin Williamson. Oh, yep. Now I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not going to end up on my list. I doubt it. But I'm shocked you have Infinity Pool at nine. Yeah. All right. I'm sure. in a, maybe I'm in a mood this week, John. Let's know. let's see how it ages. Let's let it let's let it yeah. percolate a little bit. You know, I'm, there's surely there's surely going to be things I remember from it, and that's usually the thing that keeps a movie in the running for me. Like as the year goes on, like five years <laughs> from now, you're going to be thinking about that. You know, ejaculation and, <laughs> and being like, God, I really missed. I'll be really honest. Mostly, what list. I thought. I mean, it, like. Boy, that's a hard shift from peeing. Like, I don't, it doesn't even, it's not even clear she lets him finish peeing. So, like, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty hard he, switch. I think I'm he was shaking. I think there was, he was shaking it out at that yeah. point. Me, at like, if you're her, don't you wait for, right. I, I, I just was in my head, like, let him finish shaking first. Like, don't get down yeah. there until you're, he's taking care of it. Like, Are, no. Do any of you feel the need to go back and watch the uh, theatrical cut to see the di- uh, difference? No, I mean, I, I want to re- watch it again. So I might just out of curiosity, I would read yeah. an IMDb listing to tell me what's different <laughs> about it. I'm curious to see the difference. I would look yeah. at Wikipedia. You know, uh, anyway, that's my top 10 list so far. John. Okay. Um, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. We don't have any emails, but we do have a thirsty Thursday, John. Okay. Um, this is going on again. Um, Julie is heading it up and she writes in, uh, this next time it's Splinter. (gasps) I love that movie. Uh, we all suffer, we all suffer the five day work week. And if you're like me by Thursday, you're ready to kick back, relax with a couple of drinks and a spooky movie to ease into the weekend. What better way to enjoy this than with a drinking game specifically made to live tweet and watch along. Uh, so you can do that with us April 6th. Uh, that is next week, next Thursday. Next Thursday. 8.30 p.m. Central Time, John. Journey for a loop there. Uh, we're watching sure. Splinter. It is streaming on Hulu. Please go to bloodygoodhorror.com for the drinking game rules. They should be posted. Use hashtag tweet with BGH to tweet along. And she mentions that I wrote a review of Splinter John in 2009. Ooh. Julie's cool, and this is cool that she's bringing it back. I'm oh, yeah. glad to see it. I think, uh, I think she started a Twitter, which is like, yeah, I got to find it. But Julie, yes, there's, there's a Twitter as well. a great person to be in charge of that. I'm sure if you go to the bloodyhorror.com page, you can see, you can get to the Twitter. If Wonderful. still around, I don't know. Yeah. Casey, what's on Twitter? Speaking of. We got two tweets this week. First up, from at Ryan Tehan. Seriously, though, how great is Mia Goth? Also, is Schnars somehow derived from or short for Schnarsgard? Schnarsgard. Ooh, I like how have we just arrived? Yeah, I know. I, like I he, think you have compared me to every listen, one of the Skarsgards. If Back. you like... Fair. Showed me if you showed me a big photo of a bunch of these people, and Schnars was just in it, and you're like, "Oh, it's like the extended Skarsgård family." I'd be like, "Yeah, that tracks." Yeah, hmm. I'm like the one when they make like eight copies. It's like you get to the eighth <laughs> copy, and you're like, "Yeah, all right." 
<laughs> All right. Also, we have our our good buddy uh, Skizbot at Skizbot. Hopefully, none more as bad as this movie. But does anyone have any vacation horror stories? Yeah, I've I've told mine a million times on this. Well, that so. that fish I caught that in Florida on vacation. There was another. Um, yeah, we went camp. So, from friends of mine and myself went camping in Arkansas, and. We were in this. So one guy had like the uh, it's like the what are the Aerostar van? This was a while back. Like the like. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's the name of a van. Sure. So it wasn't super nice. That's what we took, though, and had all our camping gear in the back. We camped out the first few nights and then we were going to somebody's parents had a cabin somewhere on a lake. So driving. I just I mean, I know I do shit like this, but I expect other people, especially like that are older than me or have done this more to be a lot more on top of their game than anybody here was. And we ran out of gas in the middle of fucking oh. nowhere. Literally oh, no. on a gravel road, no streetlights. It's getting dark. It's me and this other girl. We're both like 19 at the time. And the guys we were dating who were in their 20s and these dudes like they were just like, whatever, I need a nap anyway. And just like where we stopped in the street they were just asleep just putting the the seats down just going to sleep and me and my friend laura are sitting there like what the f-? like we're just gonna die this <laughs> it's is like, gonna be night soon i'm not kidding yeah. i heard like scratch scratching on the door <laughs> the van rocked at one point like i mean it could have been a fucking bear it could have been cocaine bear i don't even know <laughs> then finally we fought like we, we ended up getting into the <laughs> magic brownies and liquor that we had in the car just to ease ourselves of the anxiety of being stuck in nowhere uh woke up in the morning to i'm not like the sounds made up a woman in like a threadbare robe and sponge curlers rollers on her <laughs> hair slant like banging on the window that sounds like a window. friday the 13th character yes yes I, I almost had, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Roll down. Like I'm crying. Like, who is this? What is happening? And she's like, y'all need gas. We got Sammy in the backyard. So we got <laughs> gas from this lady and went on our way. Like, that sounds like a great backyard. start. Amazing. It was not great. It was my, not great. uh, my bachelor party, which John, you were at. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were drinking in the woods. We went camping. Then I, one of my friends was sort of, uh, going through a rough patch in life and he'd had a DUI. And so he had one of those things on his car. So he could not drive his car without blowing into this thing. And we're all getting ready to leave. Mostly everyone's left except him. Yeah, he had slept. I think he had, you have to have a few. For uh, maybe there was more than one. He had slept really late. Right. And so the only people left were him. And then it was me and my brothers and my father. So we were finishing cleaning up. We get ready. We're pulling out and we see him kind of come out of the bathroom or around his car and we stop and we're like, Hey man, you, you want us to wait? You want us to hang out till you're ready? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Go for it. So we leave. And I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you don't remember this John, but like you couldn't get a cell signal out there. At no, least not yeah, totally. in whatever year this was. Um, like there was one spot where if you like walked all the way on the dock and like held yeah, your you, phone up, you might yeah. get a bar, but that was it. So we leave. And then like four hours later, I get a call from his, I can't remember if it was his wife at the mm-hmm. time or fiance. And she was just like freaking out. Cause like, she doesn't know where he is and she's just like, what is happening? So it turned out we all leave. He went to go and blew into the thing and he felt fine, but he was not fine. And the car wouldn't start. <laughs> Everyone was gone. 
no cell service. So he did exactly what you're saying. He just went to sleep because he figured if I sleep it off, it'll be fine in a couple hours. But he couldn't even call anybody to tell them like where he was at. So everybody was like freaking out, trying to figure out where he was. He was fine. Mm-hmm. I've had disasters. I mean, nothing involving a DUI thing. We did do a... Um, we were really, this was when we were like pretty young, my wife and I, it was before we were married and like we tried to go, it was like kind of our first like thing where we were going to go to like a nice vacation. And so we were going to go to Jamaica and we got these, we had a very good package deal at an all-inclusive. The reason it was a very good deal is because the hotel was just opening. Mm-hmm. What uh-huh. was not made clear is that it was like, a quarter of the hotel had been finished mm-hmm. and they were like, we got to fucking open this hotel to start making some money. And like the rest of it had not been finished. So we like get to our room and it's like the fucking bathroom has not been detailed or like, you know, like there's like not a grout. They haven't grouted it. Like you couldn't oh, use gosh. the shower. Uh, and so we were just like, Oh, oh this fuck. is like a, this is like a um, fire Island or whatever. Right. <laughs> like that concert. And so, yeah, we, yeah, it it's actually, I mean, the police looked like, when you were walking up, you're like, "Ooh, this this looks nice," and then you got inside and just like shit was not finished. What, what am I thinking of? What was the name of that concert? Fire Festival. Fire, Fire Festival. Festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I when I was a little kid, I watched once on a camping trip. Another kid put a marshmallow in his mouth that 100% had a hot coal on it that had gosh. spit out of the fire and landed on the mushroom and <laughs> burned his mouth. Yeah. That was more of a nightmare for him and his parents. I was just watching. Yeah. We ours they, ended up being fine because we slept there that night, and then they were just they just moved us to a different hotel. Like the, well, that was nice the of them. people that we booked through, which was not quite. Were as you nice, like that guy fun. in White Lotus season one who just was continually complaining about the room? <laughs> the guy named Pat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. We were pretty nice about it. I'm lucky in that after like 25 years of marriage, my biggest problem with vacations is Colleen packs for like three seasons. Mm. For any given trip. But there was a time in uh, college, we were going to Indiana State and Terre Haute. We decided to take a big weekend to Indianapolis. Just the two of us. It was going to be romantic. We were going to get a room, go shopping and stuff. And we got a hotel room on the south side of Indianapolis. The first thing we noticed when we got into our room, it seemed pretty normal. It wasn't anything exciting like a night's in or something, but there was a bullet hole in the wall. We're like, that's <laughs> curious. And we didn't think too much about it until we turned down the uh, covers to get in bed and there was blood stains in the bed sheets. And we're like, oh. okay, it's time to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh God. That's real. Yeah. John, John, when you watch white Lotus, are you like, boy, I hope these rich people just have a nice vacation. They deserve it. <laughs> I mean, I would like that for them, but you know, it's tough. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the people on that show seem to be having a good time. Uh, was that it on Twitter, Casey? That was it. All right. I'm tired of you guys. Let's see what's on Instagram. Let's bang through some grams. Mm-hmm. That's what the kids say. Did you wait for the unrated version? Yes, we did. It's mm-hmm. the uncut version. Thank you very much. Yeah, and um, don't recommend. Uh, you can watch the regular version. Was there ever an unrated version of a movie that was worse than the original release? They're all worse, I would say, for the most part. I, yeah, it's it's comedy. It's like it's comedies. Yeah, comedies are god awful. Like if yeah. you never want to watch an unrated comedy, no. Yeah, with horror, it's usually just a little more gore. Like it's not that big a yeah. deal. I recently watched the Megan um, 
what was unrated. I saw or, there was an unrated one. Were there I, extra scenes or was it just the cool? ear stretching scene was longer? I'm not sure what else. I didn't notice very many differences. No. Uh, would you ever want your own pool? They seem like a lot of work. I would like my own pool. I would oh, like man. my own pool. It's nice having a pool. It's the kind of work I could get into because it's centered around having a pool. It's I just mean, expensive I've- to maintain. Like, you just can't do it all yourself. Like you at some point need like a pool person to come and look at it. My thought Ooh, process boy. is if I got to the point where I could afford to have my own pool, I could afford to have somebody pay somebody to deal with oh, it. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta be part of the decision. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you could blame a crime on one member of the BGH crew, who would it be? <laughs> Uh, this is Rory. He actually said the BD crew. I think he accidentally was referring to us as bloody disgusting, bloody disgusting. which I'm slightly, <laughs> slightly. And the answer by. is him. I don't. Know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> infinity infinity pools underrated or overrated? To which I replied, "I'm too poor to have an answer to that." So I don't know. Oh, do they mean yeah, actual infinity pools? They're I've been cool. in one. I think it was fine. I it mean, is. Yeah. It, if it's set up where you're overlooking like a mountain or an ocean or something, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that. it was. It's cool. I love a I love a novelty pool situation. Like <laughs> any kind of just like, oh yeah, this pool's got some weird chick on on. I could get into like the the like elevated glass pool where you can just like, yeah, watch people. Yeah, I'm from Indiana, so I'm still impressed by like the original uh, horror hound pool where you could swim inside. And swim outside. If Those you're really are cool. <laughs> Those are really cool. Yeah, they're like usually heated. I'm into yeah. I was. We used to go to a Ramada in Florida on the Panhandle somewhere that had that type of situation where it was like a lazy river around the hotel, and then this like swim up bar and concessions. <laughs> it was super cool. Like, yeah. I like. I, yeah. I the, there's a pool in a hotel in New York that I've I've never stayed at the hotel, but I've been there for drinks because it's like a there's like a nice bar. And it has one of those, like they were, he was telling the story about like the glass bottom pool in the in That's the right. Well, she was saying it was kind of pervy because yeah, it was like to where you could see. Yeah. It's, they have a, they have a pool like that and like, it is kind of pervy, but like people go for that reason. Like it's. I'm into it. Yeah. And people like go in the pool for that reason, you know? There like, was a nightclub here in Midtown for a long time that um, had a, a grotto with a pool. It was, it was a whole thing. Wow, I would I would not advise getting in that pool. But yeah. two more questions. This is from Rachel. How many different bodily fluids were in this movie? Let's well, see. I think it was it was all of them, wasn't it? All Did anyone throw up? Yeah. Did someone poop? Yes, there oh, was he, throwing up. He does throw. There up. was he does spitting. Throw up, yeah, there was spitting. I don't know about poop. I think that's probably technically a poop fluid. is not a uh, like fluid, right? It's well, true. Well. Yeah. Depends it's a non, on the it's a non, situation. It's a, it's a non-Euclidean <laughs> solid or whatever, right? <laughs> Actually, sure. I think that I think I that know. depends on how much fiber you eat. You might mm. need to go back to Wikipedia for that one. Um, shout out to Rachel because this I was getting this. Uh, I almost said not the right word. Streamyard stream setup and just had no idea what I was doing. So I texted her and she's like, "Yeah, I'll hop on." She hops on and. Then like I was on the phone with her and there's all these people and she, I'm like, thank you so much for helping. I'm sorry to like interrupt your evening. And she's like, Oh, that's okay. We're buying a house. We're just here with the inspector. I was like, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Get off I'm so of me. happy for her. It's so cute. 
get off the phone with me. Go to your life. But I appreciate it. Since that happened in uh, pre-show, I've been texting with Rachel and she is in contract now. Yes. Amazing. It's awesome. All right. Last question. Yeah. Last question from Merle. I can't swim. What's all the hype about a pool? (laughs) It's just cool, man. Like when you're hot, get in the pool. You don't even have to sweat. Can you stand in in water? It's It's a really great way to feel like you're doing something physical without really doing anything because you could just hang on the side or like yeah yeah or i mean and this is not a judgment situation but we're all like well yeah, let's let's you know learn never too old to learn to swim it's like a safety thing like for your own it's true yeah. my no. favorite thing used to be when i lived in florida going running in like the florida sun and then jumping into like a cool yeah. pool like it's kind of best. early version of I, I was a, half of that john i was ahead of the curve with these cold plunges you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh i like the run into the ocean when you're done that's the best mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so my own mother uh never learned how to swim and even growing up she got in there at least like waist deep to hang out with us so yeah and I can she swim had a good en- time i can swim enough it's yeah. necessary if i thought i was gonna parts. die i could probably swim a good distance yeah you gotta know someone with a pool yeah there's water around i mean it's like <sighs> okay all right uh, that's gonna do it. Sure is. Sure. Uh, I don't know that we know what's going on next week. No new release. No, we don't. Uh, we, we got a, there's a couple, lot of theatrical coming out, but nothing, nothing next week. I've you know what is coming out? Lots of crap. I can let you guys know what's up. There's yeah, a few uh, out there that are wild. That <laughs> Mario movie is coming out. I'm so excited. And uh, you know, John, we've been talking about a lot of, in the last year about like year two, like. Stuff to show kids, spooky stuff to show kids. I showed my kids um, Spirited Away, uh, which is not a horror movie, but is terrifying <laughs> for yeah. kids, I feel like. Yeah. And they both really liked it. They were like a little like, holy shit, what is this? But they were like obsessed with it by the time. It was oh, yeah. So I, I think we're going to go. That's a lot. I think we're going to go on a, a Miyazaki run here for the next nice. couple nice. of weeks. Nice. I need to find some horror Totoro. adjacent appropriate for a four-year-old because my daughter I figure we'll probably do Ponyo next, right? That's probably the like little kid one. Yeah, I would suggest Totoro and Kiki. Kiki's delivery service. What about Howl's Moving Castle? Because that one's on there too. I've seen Howl's. It's that's a good one too. It's a little more adult. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good times. Wonderful. That's going to do it for Bloody Good Horror. Don't forget to join us on patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And don't forget to fill out our survey, John. How do people find the survey? Bloodygoodhorror.com. It's right there at the top. You'll see it. Sweet. Just pound that button. Your Steve Harvey. Thank you to everyone. We've had a good amount of responses so far. Um, All that feedback is going to be very helpful. And you know what they say, John? If you don't vote, you can't complain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't actually agree with that in real life. But in this case, we're going to invoke <laughs> it because I think it makes sense. It's a free country. You can always complain. Yeah, I so. do. Yeah. do what the fuck I want to. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you next week. See you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>